So my name is Paul Rutherford. I'm Kelly. And uh, we get the pleasure of serving here at Reengage. That's a picture of us from, it's a little bit old, last fall. And our three sweet kiddos, you can see. Okay. I can't see them. Oh, I'm blocking them. Sorry. All right, so house party, New Year's Eve, 2008. Um, somebody who went to the porch, which was Watermark Single Bible Study, had a house party in Plano, and it was they were generous to share it with us and 100 of his closest friends. So I was there with my community group to celebrate the new year. I was at the same New Year's Eve party with my community group and one of his coworkers. I thought Paul was fun and a goofy dancer like me. My dance moves. My one good dance move. I thought Kelly was fun and um, uh, also goofy like me. (laughs) Neither of us were looking for love that night, but God had other plans. I'm glad he did. All right, zoom forward to 2014. Now, at 2014, we're married um, and we have kids. And one afternoon, it's August... 2014, I'm reading this book by a Christian author, and the subject was about living authentically, living an authentic life. And the author's words, they just eviscerated my insides. They shredded me. And I was living, they shredded me because I was living in unconfessed sin. I was unrepentant, and I hated myself for it. I was tired. I was fake. Life felt shallow. I was not known, not even by my closest friends or my community not even Kelly. I was confident that God would forgive my sin if I confessed and repented. I believed 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But I was done, just emotionally done. Sin was eating me up from the inside. I had to get out. So that day, I left the office early. I went home to go talk to Kelly. We'd been married about four years at that point. I said, hey, we need to talk. So she was like cleaning or vacuuming or something. And she dutifully was like, okay, great. Dropped it. Went over on the couch, sat down next to me. And I just came clean. I confessed to uh, having looked at pornography routinely over the past two years. So I was in shock mode at first. I didn't feel angry yet. Uh, That came later, but I did feel compassion in that moment. And that allowed me to forgive him when he asked for it. It took some time though for reality to set in to realize the full impact of Paul's confession. Um, But I did know then and there that we needed help. So I encouraged Paul to confess to our community group. And I immediately went to work fighting for our marriage I went to the Reengage website and listened to the story of a couple who also struggled with pornography. I was really encouraged by their testimony and the Lord was redeeming their marriage. So I ended up connecting with the wife from that story face to face and I left that meeting feeling really hopeful. So at this point, Kelly very wisely suggested we do Reengage. I agreed. We went the following week. Our first night we were asked to rate our marriage individually on a scale between one and 10. I rated us between a seven and eight. And I rated us way, way lower, like maybe a four, three was not what she put down. And we were very shocked to discover that very first night, just how differently we viewed our marriage. That was a real eye opener, the beginning of many, many more that would come. That low rating had been 
uh, in the making for years in our relationship. The truth is I had established habitual use of internet pornography years before I even met Kelly. So rewind even further, go back to 2008. Kelly and I haven't even met yet. Um, It's a beautiful spring day. And that was the day I realized first that I had a problem. I was a newly minted alumni from a university. I was taking my first job. I was living abroad, living the single life. I loved it. And now I had looked at pornography a few times at that point. And it was just a few times over the past few months. Those were the exceptions. They were not the rule. I was not concerned. Now I had come to Christ in college. So I had come to know that engaging in this behavior was sin. I felt bad about it. I repented. I was remorseful. I really did. I confessed it to God. I confessed it to my roommate, but I was also confident in the spirit's power to deliver me from the penalty of sin. Uh, I just had to keep being faithful. I needed to try harder. Well, that particular spring night in 2008, when I came home early from work, I didn't have anything else to do. I looked forward to enjoying that evening and some of my own free time, my own leisure. However, I went to bed that night feeling deeply ashamed because I had wasted that entire afternoon and evening looking at pornography. There was no extrinsic motivator that I could see. There was no coping mechanism. There was no like upset feelings, just hours and hours of my life wasted consuming this sin. So that night, the Lord showed me that I was no longer in control and that my pet sin that I had kept in the closet had now grown and it was controlling me. I was fooling myself all along, but that's when the first time I realized I really needed help. My recovery began in earnest that fall when I moved here to the Dallas area. Well before Kelly and I even started dating, I joined Regeneration, which is Watermark's uh, Christ-centered 12-step recovery program. I joined a community group here at Watermark Church and placed membership. I heard stories week after week of life change regularly, and I felt really hopeful about finding freedom in my next stage of recovery. I knew the Lord could redeem me, and I looked forward to that day. So Paul and I met during this season. Um, I went through the membership process that year before, and this is where uh, when we met on the dance floor. I loved to sing, have since I was a kid, and throughout 2009, I would organize outings to go sing karaoke, and Paul was up for some sing-along fun. Usually I like Asian karaoke more than American karaoke, but I'll sing it either way. Important side note. So by the end of the year, we were dating, and Paul and I were each in community, growing with the Lord, and we each processed independently relationship decisions with our community groups. Uh, It was 2010, and I felt like the way we dated honored the Lord. Paul impressed me with his intentional nature of his pursuit early on. Our first date was basically trading testimonies, um, and later we would have theology dates. If you want to know more, let us just come find us. Very fun. Um, It turned out he and I have a quirk in common. Part of our testimonies and giving our lives to Christ happened in the bathroom. It's true. I could say I was on the throne when I went before the throne. Also important to know that. Seriously, though, I, I was growing more and more in love with this hottie right here. And I could not get her out of my mind. She was, I was always thinking about her. So spring 2010, we did Merge, which is Watermark's uh, premarital ministry. Uh, it's an eight-week course for seriously dating couples and, and engaged couples. And everything looked good. All systems seemed to go. Everything was thumbs up. 
the, the decision to share with Kelly about my porn addiction came during this time. I received counsel from my community group and from my recovery mentors. I needed to let her in at this point. So I was forthright with her um, about who she was considering marrying, who I was. Um, and we moved forward, but with caution, duly advised about the dangers of getting married without a long track record of victory in my recovery. Uh, August 2010, I proposed got married that December in the chapel at Watermark Dallas, and I think we have a wedding photo. <laughs> so Paul wasn't the only one bringing baggage into the marriage. The truth is I had my own um, suitcase full of stuff. So while I did grow up in church and started a relationship with Christ in middle school, I remained immature in Christ throughout my adolescence. My parents' divorce in seventh grade really rocked my security, so I sought acceptance and relationships with friends, boys, and eventually in college, I ended up in a same-sex relationship. The guilt and shame from that relationship held me prisoner. Years later, I hesitantly shared the scary part of my story, the shameful part, with a friend. As soon as I finished, I held my breath for fear that she'd reject me, and I'll never forget her response. She said, Kelly... That's what Jesus died for. It's nailed to the cross. And my sin was forgiven. And instantly God opened my eyes to what his grace was instead of me having to work to be good enough um, to be accepted by him. And he removed the heavy burden of guilt and shame and replaced it with love and forgiveness. So I was free. And for the first time I understood grace. And I love the wonderful promise in the book of James that when you confess your sins to one another and pray together, you will be healed. So I confessed and I did find healing. When we were newly married, Paul started confessing his struggles with porn to me and God graciously showed me my massive desire to control what I didn't like about Paul. I remember telling my friends that I felt like the worst version of myself. That first year I learned that I cannot be the Holy Spirit. For Paul, I cannot be his savior. And that means I'm not Paul's personal porn police. I like to joke about it now, but that's what it was. His growth is between him and God, and I needed to trust him that God wanted to change him. All right, so somewhere around here uh, is about 2012. It's when our, our first born, uh, first was born, our son Everett. Uh, and that's when I decided to stop confessing uh, that I was looking at porn. Uh, I would give off the appearance of righteousness, I wore this mask of righteousness, but inside my soul was just rotting away. Um, so after my confession in 2014, finally came around to my senses, I felt terrible. I had hurt Kelly so badly. Our re-engage group gave me a framework for accountability that included Kelly, and it allowed me to demonstrate faithfulness and earnest repentance and the opportunity to earn back her trust. So on the whole, like it was a really great experience. Our, our re-engage group was super fun. We connected with those couples really quickly. We made friendships. Um, our leader couples are awesome. We're still friends with them. And we still keep up with them to this day. Paul and I had been transparent with our community group, but none of the couples in our group had the same struggle. So going into re-engage, I was really hoping to connect and meet other women whose husbands had similar struggles and the Lord answered my prayer. Now, I am, however, sad to confess that for all that the Lord did through that time to re-engage and in our marriage, um, I began to fear the ghosts of my past uh, more than I feared the Lord. 
and I had not even yet finished our re-engage group before I lost my sobriety. And the worst part is I did not confess it to the group. I did not confess it to community. I didn't confess it to Kelly again. So I was choosing to trust the dark instead of walking in the light, and I regret it. Proverbs 18.1 says that one who isolates himself pursues selfish desires. He rebels against all sound wisdom. So I was living a double life again for about two years this time. And again, I was exhausted. Again, I was angry. Again, I was irritable. I was impatient. I was weary. Weary of the Holy Spirit, just wearing me out for conviction. So two years later, we're in a new community group at this point. And Plano campus had just newly opened. And the Spirit eventually just broke me. Uh, I confessed to yet another two-year relapse of routinely looking at pornography again. All right, so this time I was hurt. I was mad at him. Had nothing changed? Are you kidding me? Like, here we are again. Are we in the same place? Those are some of the things I was saying. So I was disappointed. I was embarrassed because we'd shared our testimony at Reengage just months prior to this. I felt like I'd been duped again. I felt defeated. I felt discouraged. I felt like running away from him. I felt deceived and betrayed. I felt the emotional impact more quickly with this confession and more deeply. So in learning to draw the circle around myself um, at Reengage, I confessed that I was easily angered when Paul makes a mistake or sins against me. Um, I had so much pride in my own heart toward him. I felt wronged over and over. Um, Jesus tells me to fix my eyes on the Father. Jesus tells me to forgive every time Paul repents and asks for forgiveness. Um, Jesus's words led me to extend forgiveness every time. He says in Luke 17, so watch yourselves. If another believer sins, rebuke that person. Then if there is repentance, forgive. Even if that person wrongs you seven times a day and each time turns again and asks for forgiveness, you must forgive. So God just totally pierced my heart with that scripture and he used his word to convict me of where I was in sin, unforgiveness. Um, So Jesus died for my sins and Paul's sins were also nailed to the cross with mine. At this point, my community group's response was really different than it had been in the past. Different group, right? New group. Um, They made it abundantly clear in no uncertain terms. What I had done was not acceptable. Um, It it was totally unbecoming of a Christ follower, totally unbecoming of a loving husband to his wife. Um, But at the same time, I also felt really loved and I felt accepted by these guys, by this community group. Uh, this confession was in 2015 and that's when something started to change in my, in me. Um, shortly after 2016, uh, parallel track, I decided to make the commitment to read my Bible every day. I was going through summit. I learned time, place, plan. God bless you, Derek Matthews. And I was like, okay, every morning, six o'clock dining room table, I'm reading, I don't know what Romans or the gospels or something like that. Uh, now I didn't do it every day perfectly because I'm not a morning person at all. That's a real struggle for me. Um, but man, was that a net gain over the year before. I was in the word so much more consistently um, and I was seeing victory in being in consistently in God's word. So that year began to be marked by being having time in the word. My relationship with Christ just experienced unparalleled growth. Uh, I was experiencing a really long stretch of sobriety 
It was fantastic. The longest one I'd had yet. It was amazing. Praise the Lord. And uh, Kelly and I jumped back into re-engage because we love this ministry and marriage is awesome. And uh, we have since had the pleasure of getting to serve around here in Plano. And I will add that like once the Lord convicted me um, and or before that, like I was kind of blind to seeing Paul's, um, the Lord changing him and seeing him abide with the Lord. Um, I was blinded to that from my resentment and my unforgiveness um, for a good chunk of time. Um, but thankfully the Lord has been removing or has removed that log from my eye. And now I can see him, I've seen him grow as a husband as a father, as a follower of Christ. Um, He serves me more consistently and in ways I appreciate more. It's been fun to watch his relationship with Christ take off because he's abiding with him. He's put on more of Christ in the past four years um, than I've seen him in our marriage. And God is transforming me by renewing my mind to the truth about who we both are in Christ. I can replace the old labels that I'd stuck on Paul with God's word. Um, Paul is God's treasured possession. He's fearfully and wonderfully made. He's redeemed. He's clean and he's made new. And God has given me new eyes for my husband. I'm very grateful. Um, He communicates with me more now what's on his heart. And it's not uncommon for Paul to ask me while we're on a date, how would you rate our marriage on a scale of one to 10? And that always leads to a great discussion just to check in on how we did loving and respecting each other that week. Seeing his walk with Christ change over these past four or five years has just rebuilt my trust in him again. Um, Where we are right now, um, I've just never seen Paul a stronger better spiritual leader for our family. And I'm just really excited to continue to see what God does next in him. And Kelly has grown a ton in, in how um, the Lord renews her mind with his truth. My 2016 commitment to read my Bible every day uh, was something that she paralleled as well. She made the same commitment. And by the way, she did a better job at fulfilling it. I get to see her devote herself to the word uh, and I know that when we, um, I know that the word never comes back void. She is become more beautiful as she becomes more like Christ. She is the crown jewel of our house's decor. She is the warm heartbeat of our home. And I've gotten to see her change um, uh, even more recently in her physical appearance as she is transformed by God's word uh, and learning new healthy habits. Um, as God just continues to renew her mind and it just manifests itself in lots of blessings. Uh, Kelly is God's provision for me. She's a blessing to me. So if this is your first night here at Reengage, welcome, glad you are here. So glad you're here. I pray that you find this a safe place to be honest about who you really are and how you're really doing. If you've been coming for a while, but you're not seeing any change or you know your spouse isn't changing, man, don't despair. Um, just let me, let me remind you to fix your eyes on things that are unseen because those things are eternal and those things are real. Um, that's 2 Corinthians four eighteen. But re- what I really like, what I want to leave you with is Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame 
and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Thanks for letting us share.